Good morning, everyone. Shabbat Shalom. <laughs> this week's parasha is entitled Bo, which in Hebrew is the command form of come and covers Exodus chapter 10, verse 1 to chapter 13, verse 16. In the previous parasha, due to the hardness of Pharaoh's heart, the first of seven ten plagues were unleashed on the inhabitants of Egypt. We now pick up in chapter 10 where the Lord commands Moses to enter or go before Pharaoh once again in order to continue to demonstrate his superiority over the false gods of Egypt. Moses was instructed to announce to Pharaoh the next plague, the plague of locusts. In reply, Pharaoh stated that he would only allow the Israeli men to go worship in the Lord, or to worship the Lord in the desert. But this was only partial obedience. The Lord wanted all of Israel to worship him. Once the plague of locusts passed, God hardens Pharaoh's heart once more, and Pharaoh would not let the Israelis go. So Adonai told Moses to lift his hands toward the sky so that darkness could spread over all of Egypt. This was a darkness that could be felt, and it was so dense that no light could penetrate it. It engulfed all of Egypt except in the land of Goshen, where the children of Israel lived. Imagine that. In his misery... Pharaoh summoned Moses and said that he was willing to let him leave with the people, but not with their flocks and herds, and this was yet another attempt to compromise by Pharaoh. At this point, Pharaoh's had enough, but his heart is way too hardened to just give up now. So instead, he threatens Moses by telling him that he will have Moses killed if he steps foot inside the palace once again. Did Pharaoh not realize that Moses could send plagues without needing to see his face? To threaten Moses with death, this prophet who was empowered by the creator of the universe showed exactly how hard Pharaoh's heart had become. A hard heart contemptuous of God's word and his commandments can bring us all to certain destruction, individually or as a group. Adonai then prepares Moses and the nation of Israel for the last and final plague, the death of the firstborn son. Even in this, God had an ultimate plan to save not only the firstborn sons of the nation of Israel, but rather anyone who would believe and adhere to the instructions given to them by Adonai. The Lord gave Moses and the nation of Israel specific instructions concerning every portion of the Passover. And when you look at these instructions with the hindsight of knowing that Yeshua is the Messiah, we can clearly see the foreshadowing and the symboling of the greater Lamb of God. First, they were instructed to pick out a lamb without blemish and to take care of it and watch it for four days. Then they needed to remove any leaven from the house, which leaven uh, in scripture represents sin. They were to slaughter the lamb and place its blood on the doorposts of their houses, and they were to roast the lamb and ensure that there was nothing left over. For a foreigner to, to participate in the Passover, he had to first be circumcised, and they all had to stay in the house as the angel of death went forth to complete God's will. This Passover lamb, which was set aside for the specific purpose of death, was selected on the 10th day and killed on the evening at the end of the 14th day. This lamb was to be a male without blemish, a picture of the perfect lamb of God in whom there was no spot or stain. From the 10th to the 14th day, the people watched the lambs to make sure that they were satisfactory, just like Yeshua was tested and watched during his earthly ministry especially during his last week before he was crucified. If the lamb was found to be without defect, then he became your lamb, 
And it's the same when it comes to choosing the ultimate lamb, Yeshua the Messiah. Killing a lamb seemed like foolishness to the wise Egyptians, but it was God's way of salvation. Sins cannot be forgiven without a blood sacrifice. The blood had to be applied to the doorposts of their homes, just like the blood of Jesus has to be applied to the doorposts of our hearts. The feast was to be eaten among the people of the covenant. No stranger could participate, nor could a hired servant or one who was uncircumcised. And these regulations remind us that salvation is a birth into God's family. No outsiders are there. It's by grace. Nobody can earn it, or can they buy it. The people had to believe, and they had to put that faith and belief into action. If they said that they believed, but they didn't apply the blood to the doorpost, their firstborn died. Only by believing and then acting was the firstborn saved. And this teaches us that faith without works is dead. If we say we, that we believe that Jesus is our personal savior, then we should have some actions or fruit to back up that claim. After this last plague, Pharaoh finally admitted defeat and allowed the Israelis to go free. For years, the Jewish people had slaved for the Egyptians without pay, and now God permitted them to ask for their just wages, not borrow them. Generations earlier, the Lord made a promise to Abraham, saying, My people will be enslaved and mistreated 400 years. I will punish the nation that they served as slaves, and afterward they will come out with great possessions. The three-in-one God had now kept that promise that he made with Abraham. The God of Israel is always faithful. His word is true, and he is always true to his word. The God of Israel has instructed us to place our faith in Yeshua, who acted as our sacrificial lamb. <clears throat> Excuse me. A living lamb in and of itself was a lovely thing, but it couldn't save. We're not saved by Messiah's example or even by his life. We're saved by his death and by his resurrection. It's not enough to call Messiah a savior, as in one among many, or just the savior, as if he's for somebody else. Each of us needs to make a personal choice, and we must be able to say that he is my savior. If you haven't been able to do that up to now, then I encourage you to pray and receive Yeshua, the lamb who takes away the sin of the world, into your heart. And for those of us that have already done that, may we draw close to Yeshua daily, getting closer to him and drawing strength from him for the journey to the new Jerusalem. Shabbat shalom, everyone. <laughs>